When I had my first child, I wanted peace of mind, which is why I used Policy Genius to get term life insurance. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. And some options are 100% online and let you avoid unnecessary medical exams. The process was so simple. I filled out some information, I compared rates, and I spoke to their award-winning agents all in a matter of minutes. And your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. And the worst part is it may not go with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius has no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. And you can go get peace of mind by finding the right life insurance with Policy Genius. So head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes to see how much you can save. That's policygenius.com. One of my favorite ways to invest is real estate, but not everyone wants to handle tenants and toilets. Enter Fundrise. They make it easy to invest in real estate with their flagship fund. Now, as always, you always have to carefully consider the investment objectives and risks of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. But right now, demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. And the Fundrise flagship fund plans on going on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes with just as little as $10 by visiting fundrise.com slash PFP. As always, carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at fundrise.com slash PFP. That's fundrise.com slash PFP. This is a paid advertisement. On this episode of the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to give you the complete beginner's guide to ETF investing. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Personal Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, founder of MasterMoney.co. And today on the Personal Finance Podcast, we're going to be giving you the complete ETF guide. If you guys have any questions, make sure to hit us up on Instagram or Twitter at MasterMoneyCo and follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you're listening to this podcast on right now. And if you want to help out the show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, today, I am incredibly excited to share this episode with you guys for a number of different reasons, one of which is if you're a brand new investor, if you have never invested in your life before. This is going to be the guide that can show you exactly step-by-step on how to invest in index funds and ETFs. And we've also created a webinar for you so you can buy your first investment and I show you step-by-step exactly how to do that. You're going to be able to grab that guide in the show notes down below. So make sure you check it out. It's completely free. All you have to do is sign up and then you will instantly have that webinar available to you. 
I am also going to lay out exactly how to research ETFs. We're going to go through what an ETF is, how to start investing in ETFs, what accounts you may want to open when you're investing in ETFs, how to become an automatic ETF millionaire. I'm going to talk about how much is enough, so how much ETFs you have to buy before you can actually retire, why ETFs are so powerful, how to construct an ETF portfolio, and I'm going to give you so many different freebies in this episode, so you're going to absolutely love this, and we're going to do some deep dives into how to research ETFs as well, so I am really, really excited to share this episode with you. You are going to learn a ton if you've never invested in ETFs, and if you've been investing in ETFs for a long time, I've got some advanced stuff for you too, so this episode is for everybody, so make sure you tune in, get ready, and let's get into it. All right, so the first thing we're going to talk about is what the heck is an ETF? If you've never heard of what an ETF is, let's dive into what that is. So an ETF stands for Exchange Traded Fund. And it's a basket of stocks that trades on exchange just like a stock does. So you could think of this as all it's doing is an ETF is looking at something like an index. So say, for example, the S&P 500 is an index, which is 500 of the largest companies inside of the U.S. stock market. And when you look at something like the S&P 500, what you want an ETF to do is to mirror the S&P 500. Why? Because historically, the S&P 500 has had fantastic returns. And if you think those returns are going to continue on into the future, then you just want to invest in something like the S&P 500, 508 of the largest stocks inside of the U.S. stock market seems like a nice hedge to me. So when you do that, you can buy something like an ETF and invest in that ETF, and it mirrors the S&P 500. If you like the NASDAQ 100, it can mirror the NASDAQ 100. But it can also mirror a bunch of different securities as well. It can do commodities and bonds and a bunch of other things like dividend stocks or REITs. Now, one thing to note about ETFs is they're not like an index fund, whereas index funds trade like a mutual fund, ETFs trade like a stock. So they fluctuate up and down all day long, just like a stock would. And the beautiful thing about ETFs is they offer a low expense ratio. Now, fees, as you may know, are detrimental to your wealth building ability. The more fees that you have, it's absolutely going to destroy your wealth building ability. That may sound like something that is obvious, but at the same time, most people don't understand that a 1% fee is a six-figure decision, or a 2% fee could be a six- to seven-figure decision that you make. Hiring a financial advisor that puts you into index funds or puts you into blue-chip stocks for a 2% fee is something where you may be paying six to seven figures, depending on how much money you are investing into that fund over the course of that time frame because you are investing with those high fees. You want to keep your fees as low as you possibly can, and ETFs allow you to do that, meaning that you can keep your fees as low as possible. And for most of them, they're somewhere like 0.04%, 0 0.03% are some of my favorite ones. So ETFs have extremely low cost, which is extremely powerful for you, the investor. Now, here are some reasons why ETFs are so powerful. Number one is they mirror the index. So there is no guessing games as to what these funds are investing in. They are just mirroring the index. So if you're investing in the S&P 500, it is just following the S&P 500. You don't have to wonder what securities they're adding to that. It's going to follow exactly what the S&P 500 does. The beautiful thing about this is if a company in the S&P 500 is not doing well, it gets kicked out and a better company comes in to play. So this is something where it is self-cleansing and very helpful if you are investing in something like an index. They also beat professional investors. You've heard me talk about this stat before if you listen to this podcast for any amount of time is that 90% of professional investors do not beat the returns of the S&P 500. And of the 10% that do, they are not the same year in and year out. So if professional investors with an entire team cannot beat the S&P 500, why do we as amateur investors think that we can? 
Number three is ETFs have low costs. We just talked about costs, and many of ETFs' costs are even lower than index funds. This is a very powerful thing to understand because entry-level ETFs, you can evaluate these by looking at something called the expense ratio. So one of my favorite ways to evaluate the expense ratio is you take the ETF and you put it into something like Morningstar.com, and you could see what is the expense ratio of this ETF, and you could start to evaluate that ETF to see some of the metrics that are in there, and we'll talk more about how to evaluate ETFs here shortly. In addition, if you're a new investor, ETFs have lower costs to get into. So an index fund costs anywhere from $3,000 to $10,000 to get into. Now, some new index funds have no minimums, but for the most part, most index funds cost anywhere from $3,000 to $10,000 to get into. With ETFs, you only have to spend a couple hundred bucks to buy an ETF. There's lower entry costs for brand new investors, especially if you don't have a lot of money to start with. And What also I love about ETFs is you can build any portfolio type you want. Say, for example, you want to invest in something like a three-fund portfolio where you're investing in maybe 70% stocks and 30% bonds. You can do that with ETFs, with something like VOO and BND. Maybe you want to build a portfolio that is really, really diversified and have a bunch of different funds in there. You can do that with ETFs. There's so many different ways that you can invest with ETFs, and there are thousands and thousands of them out there that really you have so many different options to be really well diversified when it comes to ETFs. Now, one question that we get all the time is, do you need a brokerage account to invest in ETFs? The quick answer is yes. You'd absolutely have to have a brokerage account to invest in ETFs. But most importantly, the thing you really want to make sure that you do right is make sure you choose the right account for your situation. So there's a bunch of them to choose from, including tax advantage and non-tax advantage. So let's talk about the tax advantage accounts first. Number one is the Roth account or the Roth IRAs. And maybe your employer offers what is called a Roth 401k as well. Roth accounts are very powerful accounts because what happens with a Roth is that you contribute money that has already been taxed. Money from your paycheck that came in has already been taxed. You put money into the Roth IRA. Your Roth can grow tax-free and you can pull the money out of a Roth tax-free. Now, why this is so incredibly powerful is because the growth of your money being tax-free is the majority of your money, especially if you're maxing out your Roth IRA. So say, for example, you max out your Roth IRA for 30 years, you're gonna have $1.1 million in that account if you invest in something with a 10% rate of return. Now, when you get to that $1.1 million, 850,000 of that is going to be tax-free growth, meaning you have $850,000 completely tax-free, and the rest of it, is going to be your contributions or the amount of money that you actually put into that account. That's why we love Roth accounts because you pay taxes now and you don't have to worry about what taxes are going to be in the future. You already paid your taxes and so that money can grow tax-free and you can pull the money out tax-free. This is also great for people who are dividend investors and you want to make sure that your dividends are not getting taxed too much, then a Roth IRA is another great option for that situation. In addition, the second tax advantage option is an IRA. So the way an IRA works is that you get a tax deduction when you contribute to an IRA or or if it's a 401k, which operates a very similar way. In your 401k, you're not going to pay taxes on the money. It comes straight out of your paycheck. The money grows, and then you pay taxes when you pull the money out. Well, not paying taxes up front means that you could put more money into that account, and it can grow more because you're putting more money in that account, but then you're always going to have to pay taxes at some point in time. So on the back end, you're going to pay taxes when you pull the money out. Then you can also open a non-tax advantage account, and these are still actually powerful accounts to use. So something like a traditional brokerage account, you can go out and you can open a traditional brokerage brokerage account anywhere that you want. Now, some of my favorite ones that are out there are Vanguard, 
Fidelity, Charles Schwab, and M1 Finance. Now, M1 Finance is my favorite place for ETFs, and there's a number of reasons why that we can go through here. But I love M1 Finance because it has a modern dashboard, A. It has an auto rebalance system, and this is the coolest part about M1 Finance, is before you had to figure out, how am I going to rebalance my portfolio? Meaning if you have 70% stocks and 30% bonds, and you want to keep it that way, you want to keep it 70% stocks and 30% bonds inside of your asset allocation, then you're going to have to rebalance every single year because your portfolio is going to get out of whack. Well, M1 Finance has a button where you just push the button and you can automatically rebalance your portfolio. Whereas if you go everywhere else, you got to figure out, do the math and you got to sell some shares and you got to add some shares here and there. And it's a really annoying process for me, at least, to have to rebalance a portfolio. So I always tended to not rebalance as often as I should have. And so with that automatic rebalance system at M1 Finance, I absolutely love that feature. They do it for you. And they also have something called a pie system. So if you're building out some of these portfolios, maybe you want a three fund portfolio or a two fund portfolio like Warren Buffett, and you're building out these portfolios, they have a pie system that allows you to do that automatically without even having to invest in each individual security. So it makes everything automatic. It's an amazing way to automate your entire investing process. And in our Investing for Beginners webinar, make sure you check that out because I take you step-by-step at the end of that webinar on how to buy your first investment inside of M1 Finance as well. If you want to check out M1 Finance, we'll have them linked up down below so that you can check them out. But like I said, Vanguard, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, M1 Finance, all of those are amazing places where you can buy index funds or, or all of those are amazing places where you can buy ETFs. Now, let's get into what are the best ETFs and how to research ETFs. All right, so one big question that we get all the time is what are the best ETFs? And there are 1,774 ETFs on the US stock market alone, according to ETF.com. And it can make your brain spin trying to choose which ones are the best ones. In Index Fund Pro, we are doing full breakdowns of all my favorite index funds and ETFs that you can check out. But you need to narrow this down. And if you're younger, a lot of people look at things that have long-term growth so that they can build wealth over time. Then they get less aggressive as they approach retirement. That's the normal way to do this. But here is how to find the best ETFs and do your own research. And we also have an index fund and ETF cheat sheet that we will link up down below as well in the show notes so that you can check that out. Now, here's how to do the research. So my favorite place to go is number one, going to the ETF database. And this is all going to be linked in the show notes so you can check out all these tools that we're talking about here. So when you go to the ETF database, the cool thing is you can search ETFs by category. So say, for example, you're very interested in healthcare ETFs. You really think the future is healthcare. And within healthcare, you think there's going to be a lot of profits going to be made. And you want to have a diversified ETFs in healthcare. So you can go into the ETF database and you can choose healthcare and see all the best ETFs that are in the healthcare sector. And you can deep dive into each one and see which one may be the best for you. They give you a bunch of statistics on each ETF. They give you a bunch of metrics and charts. It's an amazing place to go when you're doing your initial research, especially if there are very specific ETFs that you're looking for. If you're looking for broad market ETFs, things like the S&P 500, the NASDAQ 100, all of those different types of companies, then there are a lot of great options on there in the ETF database as well, where you can look at some of the top ETFs by weight. You can look at them by how much money is actually allocated into those funds. There's a bunch of different things that you can look at when you get into that ETF database. Then you can look at the ETF 
profile, which the ETF database has for each ETF. So once you open up the profile to each ETF, you can see so much information. So say, for example, you want to look at VOO, you can dive into the ETF profile, see if this is something that's worth it for you and look at the database as well. So you can go back and forth and see if this works for you. And so what I like to do is go to Vanguard.com, open up their profile, then go to the ETF databases profile and kind of review the stats for each one and get an overview of what this ETF is about. So I read through all of that stuff just so I have a full understanding of what I'm investing in before I go through that process. Then I take it and I go to Morningstar.com and look at some of their ratings that they have at Morningstar.com. And that's a great place to check out all the key metrics as well. And you can see how are the professionals rating this ETF? What do they think about it? And these are three great places where you can start to do your initial research. Now, what do you need to look for? The first thing you need to look for is a summary of what the ETF is. You need to understand exactly what you're investing in, especially if you're getting into some of these niche ETFs, if that's something you're interested in. You need to look at number two is the expense ratio. What is the expense ratio? That is how much you're paying in fees to invest inside of this ETF. This is very important to understand because if the expense ratio is too high, it is not of in your best interest to invest inside of that ETF. So here's one key thing to understand. If the expense ratio is above a half a percent, or 50 basis points, I typically won't even look at it. Most ETFs are below 10 basis points or below 0.10% expense ratio. So if it is way above that, there is no reason to invest in that ETF because typically it's probably not going to outperform something like the S&P 500 or historically it most likely has not. So making sure that you look at these and the expense ratio and how much they're eating into your cost is going to be very important. Then you want to look at the turnover ratio. Now, if you've never heard anybody talk about the turnover ratio before, this is how often the fund is buying and selling stocks inside of that ETF. Why does this matter? This matters because it can increase the amount of taxes that you have to pay come tax time if the turnover ratio is higher. So the lower the turnover ratio, the better. So you'll see stuff like VOO where it's the S&P 500. They're not going to be buying and selling a ton of different securities. Their turnover ratio is going to be less than 10%. But if the turnover ratio is much, much higher, mutual funds have 50% or above turnover ratio a lot of times because they're buying and selling a bunch of securities, meaning you're going to have to pay more taxes during that time frame. Then you also want to look at the returns. Make sure the returns line up with the actual index. So say, for example, you're investing in the NASDAQ 100. You want to look at the total returns of the NASDAQ 100 during the time frame that you're looking at. Maybe you want to look at the last 10 years. Then you can look at that ETF and see how close is this? This needs to be very close. Otherwise, it's not investing exactly in the NASDAQ 100 or mirroring that NASDAQ 100. Sure, if it's half a percent off, something along those lines, it's okay. But if it's way off one to two percent, then you definitely want to look at something else or just look at another provider that invests in the NASDAQ 100. Then you want to look at how long has the ETF been around? Because some ETFs don't have a very long history. And I prefer ETFs that have longer history than ETFs that do not have a long history. That's one thing. If I'm trying to decide between two of them, if one has a longer history, I'm more interested in that one because I can see the long-term performance of that ETF. Then you want to look at the top holdings. So the top holdings typically are the top 10 or the top 25 holdings. If you're investing in the S&P 500, for example, they need to mirror what's in that S&P 500. So typically the top 10 holdings in something like VOO is going to be the weight of like 25% of the entire fund. So this is very important to understand because it's 25% of your return. So looking at the top 10 holdings, it should be things like Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, or Alphabet, those types of companies that you understand. So you want to look at the top 25 holdings or the top 10 holdings if you don't 
don't have access to the top 25. And then you want to look at the dividends or the distributions and see what the dividend rate is. And then reinvesting those dividends is incredibly important. So if you don't know what to do with dividends when it comes to investing in index funds and ETFs, if you're in your growth phase, if you're not going to be living off this portfolio today, then reinvesting those dividends is the best thing to allow compound interest to continue working for you. And initially, what happens is when an ETF pays you a dividend, you're just buying more shares every time those dividends are distributed. You can just Google how to reinvest dividend at X brokerage, wherever your brokerage is, and it will show you exactly how to do that. Now, in the webinar that we're talking about, we show you exactly how to do that M1 Finance if you want to check that out during that webinar. Now, the next thing to research is fund overlap. Now, fund overlap is very important. For example, if you want to invest in a number of different ETFs and index funds, you may want to see how often are these funds overlapping or how many of the same securities do they have inside of that fund? So one common example of this is I get questions all the time about VOO and VTI. So VOO is Vanguard's S&P 500 ETF, one of my favorites, and VTI is another one of my favorites, which is Vanguard's total stock market ETF. Now, the difference between these two is very important to understand. And you can plug these into something like the fund overlap tool. So you can see how much of these stocks are actually overlapping inside of these funds when we're investing. So let me do one for example. So let's go look at VOO and VTI, for example. So when I pull this up inside of the fund overlap tool, which will be linked up down below, you could check this out. The fund overlap tool shows me that 99.4% of VOO's 510 holdings are also inside of VTI. So this shows me that there is a massive amount of fund overlap when it comes to this. So the overlap by weight is actually 85% between these two funds. So there's only a 15% differential of what the difference is between these two funds. So would it be redundant to invest in both? It could be. And that decision would be up to you and how much overlap you actually want to have. If you want to be diversified into both of those funds and you hold those as your major stock weight, there's nothing wrong with investing in both of them. You just may have very similar returns because of this fund overlap, this 85% fund overlap. So this fund overlap tool is a very cool tool that you can also use when you're doing your research into index funds and ETFs. And it also has some additional information in there that you can check out like weight and VOO and the weight and VTI of the top 10 companies. And you can dive even deeper and see which one is overweight relative to the other one. So it's a great comparison tool to see how much these funds are overlapping. So that's how you research ETFs. That's how you dive deeper into ETFs, making sure you're reinvesting those dividends as well if you're in the growth phase. That's how you go through that process. If you guys have any questions on researching ETFs, make sure you hit me up on Instagram or Twitter to check that out. Now, let's dive into the step-by-step -step guide on how to become an automatic ETF millionaire. Some of my favorite memories over summer is going on vacation with the family, but summer fun can get expensive. And when you have financial goals, you need to decide what's worth it and what you value. And a Chime checking account can help you reach your financial goals while still enjoying summer. So take back your finances with features like SpotMe, which is a no-fee overdraft protection, or you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. And you can learn more at Chime.com PFP. They have no monthly fees or maintenance fees and over 60,000 fee-free ATMs. So live it up this summer and make progress towards your financial goals with Chime. And you can open your account in minutes at Chime.com PFP. That's Chime.com PFP. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Corp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. 
Last year, I was not tracking my finances like I should. And truthfully, it's because I had not found an easy way to automate that process. Then I found a tool called Monarch Money, which changed that for me because it made it so incredibly easy. I synced my accounts and in one click, it created a budget for me based on my past spending habits. And Monarch is a top rated all in one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get a 30 day extended free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash PFP. And Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving the product. And they have tools that allow you to seamlessly collaborate with your partner. And after trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash PFP. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash PFP for your extended 30-day free trial. The key to winning in any business is making sure you have the right business partner. An example is Procter & Gamble or Ben & Jerry. But what about the perfect partners when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to, did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. And most people know one of your biggest struggles when it comes to starting an online business is finding new customers and Shopify can help you do that. And what I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. So sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PFP, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash PFP now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash PFP. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. And if you need to hire, you need Indeed because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. And they have a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash personal finance. Just go to indeed.com slash personal finance right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash personal finance terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. All right, so this next thing, we're going to talk about how to become an automatic ETF millionaire. And then we're going to show you if you invest X amount of dollars per month, how fast can that grow and how much wealth can you build by investing X amount of dollars per month over a long period of time? So how to become an automatic ETF millionaire? Step one is you're going to choose the ETFs you want to invest and you're going to use our guide on how to research ETFs. You're going to choose your ETFs in your portfolio and you can also access that index fund and ETF cheat sheet with all my favorites there if you want to get your research started with that cheat sheet. And then you're going to invest that money into M1 Finance. Now, M1 Finance is linked up down below and you can create a pie. 
So when you create that pie, you're going to have that available for you so that every time that you're investing, what you're going to do is you're going to set up automatic transfers directly to that pie. So every single time you get paid or once a month, whatever frequency you want, you're going to just automatically transfer that money over to your investment account before you can even go and spend it. You always want to pay yourself first. The reason for that is that is how wealth builders build wealth. Warren Buffett talks about this all the time. You need to pay yourself first and then spend what is left over. It is so incredibly important to do that. And the way to do that is to automate the process so that you don't have to try to rely on your own personal willpower to invest your dollar. So setting it up automatically and M1 Finance is the best for automatic investing because you can invest in your direct pie or your direct portfolio automatically every single month. Step three is to wait, and step four is to watch your money compound. Here's why. If you invested $500 every single month with an 8% rate of return and you wanted to get to $1 million, it would take you 34.16 years to get to $1 million. And if you got a 10% rate of return, it would take you 29.69 years to get to $1 million. So that's at $500 per month. If you had $500, that's how long it would take you to become a millionaire. Now, if you just automated this process, you could set it up automatically where you don't have to think about it again. Just let this process be automated. And then every single time you invest, it automatically goes into that account. You can worry about making more money, investing in your business or building out your career so you can earn more money to fuel that fire even more so you can get to that millionaire status even faster and grow well beyond that millionaire status. Because obviously we know most people don't want to retire in a million dollars because you can only draw down $40,000 a year. More about that here in a second. I'll tell you exactly where those numbers come from. Now, we have your Roth IRA. So say, for example, you want to max out your Roth IRA every single year with $541.66. So at the time where I'm recording this, you can max out your Roth IRA with $6,500 per year. And if you're over the age of 50, you can max it out with $7,500 per year. So let's say we max it out at $6,500 per year. If we did that with $541.66 and we got an 8% rate of return, it would take us 33.2 years to become a millionaire. Now, if we got a 10% rate of return, it would take us 28.9 years to become a millionaire. That's maxing out your Roth IRA every single year. Now let's look at $1,000. Let's say you up the ante, you start making more money and you're investing $1,000 every single month. If you invest $1,000 per month at a 10% rate of return, you'd have 23 years before you become a millionaire. And if you invest $1,000 per month at an 8% rate of return, it would take you 26 years to become a millionaire. And then if you max out your 401k, right now, that'd be $1,875. So if you did that, it would take you 19.3 years at an 8% rate of return to become a millionaire and 17.4 years to become a millionaire at a 10% rate of return. So these are the reasons why you want to set up and become an automatic ETF millionaire because you want to have this all set up already. It's automated. You don't even have to think about it and you can worry about making money somewhere else so that you can earn more income, deploy it towards index funds and ETFs or earn that additional income and put it towards real estate or your business or whatever else you want to do with that money to build your generational wealth. Now, how should you construct your portfolio? That's another big question that we get a lot when it comes to ETF investing. So one to five ETFs is all you really need. If you want to get crazy, you can. You can go beyond that. But if you're new, I would not recommend going beyond one to five ETFs. Now, there's a couple of portfolios that we talk about all the time in this podcast, one of which is the easiest one is the Simple Path to Wealth portfolio. Now, if you've never heard of the Simple Path to Wealth portfolio, this is investing in something like VTI, where there's a book called The Simple Path to Wealth that was written by J.L. Collins. And he talks about this 
in that book where you buy one index fund, or in our case, it'd be one ETF, which is the Vanguard Total Stock Market Index Fund. And VTI is the ETF version of that index fund. And this holds thousands and thousands of different stocks, every stock inside of the stock market. So you're well diversified when it comes to international stocks, because all the US-based businesses are doing international business as well. You're also well diversified when it comes to US-based stocks, obviously, because you're owning every single stock inside the stock market. But some people may argue, well, that doesn't have enough bond exposure for me. I don't want to deal with all the volatility. So then you can look at something like the Warren Buffett portfolio, maybe. So Warren Buffett invests his own family's money into index funds and ETFs. This is exactly how he invests it. He puts 90% into an S&P 500 index fund, and you could use the ETF to do this, and he puts 10% in a bond index fund and ETF. So 90-10 portfolio is the Warren Buffett portfolio. Then you have a three fund portfolio. And this was popularized by the Bogleheads, but a three fund portfolio means that you have X percentage in in US-based stocks, X percentage in international stocks, and X percentage in bonds, whatever you are comfortable with. So thinking through which portfolio may work for you depends on your risk tolerance and a number of other different factors. Now, how much do you have to have before you can retire? So there's something called the 4% rule, which states that you can draw on 4% of your portfolio every single year and never run out of money. Now, if you're like in your early 30s, for example, then maybe you want to draw down 3.5% to make sure that you have enough. Instead of 4%, you want to draw down a little bit less. And some people may even argue that the 4% rule is too conservative and you could do 4.5 to even 5%. 4% is a happy middle there. So that's how you can figure out how much money do I actually need? So every single year, you got to think, how much am I spending in retirement? How much do I want to to spend in retirement. This is the number you really need to get nailed down. So say, for example, that you want to spend $80,000 per year in retirement. So what you do is you multiply 80,000 by 25. And what that's going to get you is the exact number that you need invested in order to be able to retire. So 80,000 times 25 is $2 million. So once you have $2 million, you don't have to work anymore. You have your money available there that you can draw down at 4% every year. And that's $80,000 per year that you can draw down. So that's how you can figure out how much money you need to retire with ETFs. And the amazing thing is you can automate this entire process with the exact process that we just discussed. Now, what are my favorite index funds and ETFs? We have them linked up down in the cheat sheet. I love VOO. I love VTI. Those are some of my favorite and court ETFs that I absolutely love. But you can check out the cheat sheet and you can do some of the research that we talked through on this episode as well. So how do you learn more? So first, you can check out our free webinar that we keep talking about in this episode. The webinar is going to walk you through step-by-step on how to buy your first index fund or ETF. You can also check out Index Fund Pro, which is our course, which teaches you exactly how to invest in index funds and ETFs, which accounts are best for you. It walks you step by step. We hold your hand through the entire process so that you can get from point A to point Z and basically have your own investment portfolio set up and you never have to think about it again. It's a set it and forget it system so that you are ready when it comes to investing. And then lastly, just make sure you grab that index fund and ETF cheat sheet so that you can start doing your research and looking for the best index funds and ETFs for your own personal situation. Listen, I hope you guys learned a ton in this episode. If you guys have any questions, make sure you hit us up on Instagram or TikTok at Master Money Co. And follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcast player you're listening on right now. And if you want to help out the show, share it with a friend and leave that five-star rating and review. I cannot thank you guys enough for leaving those five-star ratings and reviews. They truly mean the world to me. I appreciate each and every single one of you listening to this episode, and we will see you on the next episode.